I'm Alex Sharfin, and this is the Momentum Podcast, made for empire builders, game changers, trailblazers, shot takers, record breakers, world makers, and creators of all kinds. Those among us who can't turn it off and don't know why anyone would want to. We challenge complacency, destroy apathy, and we are obsessed with creating momentum so we can roll over bureaucracy and make our greatest contribution. Sure, we pay attention to their rules, but only so that we can bend them break them, then rewrite them around our own will. We don't accept our destiny, we define it. We don't understand defeat because you only lose if you stop, and we don't know how. While the rest of the world strives for average and clings desperately to the status quo, we are the minority, the few, who are willing to hallucinate there could be a better future. And instead of just daydreaming of what could be, we endure the vulnerability and exposure it takes to make it real. We are the evolutionary hunters, clearly the most important people in the world, because entrepreneurs are the only source of consistent, positive human evolution, and we always will be. Owner. The next level of the billionaire code is owner. 10 to $30 million a year. Only 100,000 owner businesses in the United States. And this is a dramatic shift from the last level. And remember, each level of the billionaire code that we go up, each new level we crack, the level of complexity goes up exponentially. The level of behavioral change goes up exponentially. The level of commitment it takes from the entrepreneur goes up exponentially. Here's why. As entrepreneurs, a lot of what we have to do to build a team is counter to how we want to behave. We, as entrepreneurs, we love to be spontaneous. Well, once you start building a team, spontaneity goes down and planning goes up. As entrepreneurs, we like to be free. <laughs> once you start building a team and becoming a leader, your freedom goes down. As a leader, you can't show up like you want to as, every day. As a leader, you can't just do whatever you want. As a leader, you're now responsible to more people. And so as you go up the billionaire code... Your, your responsibilities go up. Your level of connection to your company must go up. And the way that you appear and the way that you associate with everyone must change. And at 10 to 30 million, there are dramatic changes. Remember, the last level we covered was leader. In leader, with your time, you're delegating success. Let me show you the, the transitions that you have to make to go to owner. Owner. So in leader, you go from delegating to success because at three to 10 million, you're asking other people to go create success for you. Now check out this massive shift. You go from delegating success to an owner, your time, you give up autonomy of time. So in leader, you tell other people what they should do. You show them how you're going to delegate success. At owner, you give up autonomy at time of time. See, at 10 to 30 million, you now must turn your time back over to your team and ask them where they need your help. At 10 to 30 million, if you're still deciding where to spend all of your time, you will be the biggest bottleneck. At 10 to 30 million, your organization is going to be bigger than for you to just tell them what you're going to do. So... <laughs> This is a huge shift for time and one that very few entrepreneurs make because it's very hard for us to give up autonomy of time. It's very hard for us to give up control over our time. It's, it's very hard for us to give up the choosing of what we will do with our time. But if you're willing to do this and you coach your team correctly, this will change everything for you. This will take you from 10 to 30 to 30 to 100. And if you don't, it's going to be one of the biggest bottlenecks you feel consistently on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis. 
Because at 10 to 30 million, and I hope you don't go beyond that without giving up autonomy of time, what will happen is your team will know more about where you are most valuable to the company than you are, than you will. Your primary focus, remember in leader, the primary focus was transformational leadership. How do we become transformational leaders? Because at three to 10 million, you're now leading leaders in your team. You're no longer just leading a team. You're leading a, a team of leaders. Well, at, 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 that was at three to 10 million. At 10 to 30 million, you go from focusing on transformational leadership to culture, recruiting, and team development. Here, it becomes crucial. As a CEO, this has to become one of your major focuses because in leader, we were asking, how does my team get ahead? At owner, it's how does my team get further ahead? You are now at 10 to 30 million. Your ability to inspire, grow, lead, and help your team improve is going to be everything to the organization because it's no longer about you. And it hasn't been for a while, but at 10 to 30 million, it is definitively no longer about you. It's about them. It's about how does the team show up? Because in leader, you had a leadership team with teams. You get to 10 to 30 million, you have an executive team. They have a leadership team. And then they have people that they're working with. So you have three levels of leadership. The shift from leader to owner is dramatic because at leader, the com so let's go back two levels. At operator, one to three million, one team, the leadership conversations you're having are one-on-one -on -one with people who are tactically getting the work done. Let's go up one level from that. When we go from owner, or sorry, when we go from operator, one to three million, to leader, three to 10 million, you go from one team to a leadership team with teams. And then when we go from leader to owner, we now have that third level of, of management. So at leader, you're having conversations with people who are leading teams, and then usually some managers who are still doing their doing, functional managers who are actually working in the position. You get to 10 to 30 million, and now you're having executive level conversations. You're talking to about uh, talking to a person in front of you about leading a, a, a leader that works with them, about leading people that work with them. So you have now two steps removed from everyone in your organization beyond the executive and leadership team. The movement that you're building now you have to create the systems that support the movement. In the last level, we created the systems that grow the movement. Now at owner, it's how do we support the movement? How do we make sure that everyone who's involved in our organization stays involved? Those, and those types of things are PR and, and, and how do you get media and how do you continue to grow your movement and how do you let more people know about what you're doing? And the biggest need you have at owner is different from leader because at leader, it was scaling a team to consistently deliver. At owner, it's more complicated. It's scaling leadership systems and duplicated decision-making over a larger population. How do you scale leadership systems and duplicated decision-making over a larger population? The only way that I know how to consistently do this is with a communication cadence, with a structure, where everyone knows what to expect and when you're going to communicate and why. Because if you're not in a system or a structure at 10 to 30 million, that which used to feel random and haphazard now feels dangerous and precarious. When, what used to feel like a little sketchy and a little frustrating now is going to break things and make people quit. You must scale your scale leadership decisions. You or sorry, systems. You must duplicate decisions over a larger population, and you have to have a system for keeping it all straight. Because at ten to thirty million. 
Here's something that I want you to understand is you will have an executive team at 10 to 30 million and each of those executives will be doing the same type of job you did at leader at three to 10 million. See at leader at three to 10, you learn how to train the executive who's literally going to step into the same size organization you had when you get to owner because an owner's executive looks a lot like a leader. They're gonna have about a three to $10 million division of your company or area of your company. They're going to be running a similar size team to what you were just running. So you literally are helping them step into the role you were just in. This is behavioral change at its highest. And to graduate from owner, you have to grow a leadership team to the point where they can create a second level of leadership. That's how it works. At 10 to 30 million, you're no longer in charge of everything. You're no longer doing everything. You're no longer even understand everything. And, and here's what'll happen. At 10 to 30 million, some weird things happen in your company. I know, I've been there. You'll walk in one day or jump on a Zoom call and you'll see someone and you won't even know who they are. But they'll, they'll be someone who works for you. And at 10 to 30 million, you no longer understand everything that's going on in every division of your company. What you must do is have reporting systems and a structure so that you know what's happening and you trust what's going on. Every person in your organization is going to have to push information back to you so you understand what's happening. And if you don't have a structure or a system to do this, it's, it won't be chaotic, it will be unbearable. Because at 10 to 30 million, the numbers are high enough and the system is big enough that if you haven't put a structure in place, you can't hold it together by force of personality or transactional management for that long. Now, I'm not saying you can't do it. I've seen 10 to $30 million businesses run entirely by force of personality. Here's what you'll see. Tremendous turnover on the team. You'll see some true believers that put up with everything, a very tired CEO, and a customer base that is constantly frustrated with fulfillment. That's just how it is. If you've got a CEO who isn't putting the right people in place, putting the right things in place, and really becoming an owner of the business, giving up autonomy of time, creating that second level of leadership, growing a leadership team to create that, that second level of leadership, you will find a company where there's a lot of revenue, maybe even a lot of excitement, but you will see constantly disappointed customers. You'll see challenges in fulfillment. You'll see frustration among the team. You'll see high turnover. And the way to alleviate all of that is to create a communication structure where everyone knows what to expect. Because here's the fact. As a CEO, what you say will be seen through a microscope and heard through a megaphone. I say it all the time. What you do is exaggerated. What you say is heard louder. And the biggest challenge with being at the owner level is that now that, was, that megaphone has gotten bigger, it's got a bigger amplifier, and the microscope is far more powerful. What you say will be heard even more dramatically. What you do will be scrutinized even more closely. And as your business grows, what you do as a CEO will directly impact every leader in your organization. So at the, at the owner level, this is where you as the CEO can free the organization because here's what you're looking to do. You give up autonomy of time. You allow your team to tell you where you're needed. You focus on culture, recruiting, and team development. You make sure that every 
scheduled meeting happens on time, that everyone is there, who, everyone who's there has the opportunity to win. There's a clear structure through which you communicate. Everyone in the building knows, or everyone on the team knows where you're going and they understand what the outcomes are. You build your executive team and your leadership teams and you create the systems that support the movement and what will happen is you will scale leadership decisions or leadership systems and duplicate your decision making over a larger population of people. You will have an organization that grows through your efforts of getting as much as you can off of your plate, of helping the people around you do as much as they can, of giving up your autonomy of time and showing up as the owner that can run a business from 10 to $30 million. This isn't easy. If it was, every business in the United States would get there. The fact is only four out of a thousand ever achieve owner status, and that could be you. The question is, are you willing to crack the code, go through each level of the billionaire code, make the behavioral changes that are necessary, give up your autonomy of time, recruit the team, and then have them succeed? Because in just the last three levels from operator, we went from delegating time to delegating success to giving up autonomy of time. Those are dramatic shifts. But shifts that you can make, shifts that any entrepreneur can make, any one of us can make the decision that we're going to create more momentum, change our behaviors, and do what it takes to crack the billionaire code and ascend through each level. Owner is no different. 10 to $30 million is one of my favorite places to run a company because at 10 million, here's what happens the leadership conversations you are having or the conversations you're having as a CEO with the people you have to communicate with on a daily basis are almost entirely strategic. See, when we go down to the one to $3 million level, almost everyone you will talk to at one to $3 million, you're having tactical conversations with the people who are getting stuff done. That's really hard for me. I'll be honest with you. I am not a good one to $3 million CEO. When I find myself in that position in one of my companies, my goal is how fast can I generate enough revenue so that I can start hiring leaders so that I can get out of having tactical conversations because I know I'm not good at them. I frustrate people when I have to have tactical conversations. When I get to the three to $10 million range, it's a little bit better for me. I can delegate success, have some leadership conversations, but at 10 to 30, that's where, that's where I get comfortable. That's the type of CEO I am. At 10 to 30 million, I'm having exclusively leadership conversations. I'm having strategic conversations. Other than my executive assistant, that will always be somewhat tactical. I'm usually meeting with vice president or director level or at least senior manager level people. So I'm always talking to someone who's strategic. So I want you to consider that. If you're one of those entrepreneurs that's been at it for a while and you're having, you're struggling at the lower number, numbers or you're wondering if you can really do this, you might be like me. You might be a $10 million plus CEO, which means you have to get there as fast as you can. Ask yourself, are you better at the tactical conversations or the strategic ones? Do you like to talk to people who are getting the work done or people who are in leadership? Do you like to have conversations about how someone can do more or do you like to have conversations about what they're doing? For me... It's all the higher level. I like to be at the $10 million plus. I like to coach and mold and help people grow and show them how they can do more and show them where their hidden strengths are. And that's where I get most comfortable as a, as a entrepreneur. When I'm at $10 million plus and having the exclusive strategic conversations, you might be exactly the same. See, what's interesting about the billionaire code is that all of us have special 
abilities and gifts and skills that will help us get through this. And for so many of us, those skills, those abilities, those gifts show up much better once we get higher up in the billionaire code. And I want you to leave that possibility open and available. Because here's what I've found with so many entrepreneurs today. They will actually tell themselves they're happy with a boutique business. They will say things like, oh, I'm okay with just keeping my business small. They'll even say things like, oh, I never really want to grow that big. And every time I hear that, I want you to know, I literally get a physical pain in my chest. Because as a business, you're doing one of two things. You're growing or you're going away. You're either pushing forward or you're going backwards. There is no stasis. There's no standing in place. There is no lack of movement. You can't just say, I'm going to coast here. The market around you dynamics the, is dynamic. The world around you is dynamic. You will get pushed to do more. You will have to show up and do more. And the fact of the matter is that as an entrepreneur, that's exactly where we want to be. We don't want to be in the place where we're standing still. In fact, I describe constraint to entrepreneurs as being standing still, locked in place, not able to move. That's full constraint. And when you're in a business that isn't growing, you will feel constraint. When you just stay at one level, you will feel constraint. When you look at some of the businesses out there with the highest levels of challenges for owners, veterinary services, dental services, like a lot of the businesses where you grow the business to a certain point and then just coast. A lot of the businesses where you get to a place where you're maxed out and then you can't do any more. Those are some of the most challenged entrepreneurs. In fact, that's where some of the suicide rates are the highest is where you get to a level of stable income and you don't grow anymore. So as an entrepreneur, I want you to disavow any thought of staying where you are, of coasting, of having a boutique business. All of those are just excuses to play small, be small, and have a small outcome. I want you to start thinking about what would you really do if you could? How big can you really make your company? How fast can you get through this billionaire code? Because what you might find is like me, you're a much better entrepreneur once you get into eight figures than you are on the way there. So don't let anyone ever tell you you should play small, stay where you are, or stop growing, because that's what we are as entrepreneurs. We are growth agents and change agents, and it's exactly what you should be doing. If you haven't achieved owner yet, I want you to understand the possibility is there, and 10 to 30 million is an incredible place to be as an entrepreneur. It's one step below investor, which I'll cover the next time I pick up on the billionaire code. If you haven't yet, do me a favor, go and subscribe to this podcast and leave us a, a comment. Leave me some type of, re, of a review. Our team reads those all the time. I haven't asked for them in a long time on the podcast, but we haven't had one in a long time. And so I'd love for you to go leave us a review. Tell us what you really think. And here's what I promise will happen. One, my team will hear about it in our daily huddle because we share reviews and we share the positive feedback that we get. So you'll get everyone on my team excited. And two, for the next few days, we'll be watching any comment that gets posted there, and we will put it in our posts and on Facebook. We'll share it in an email that we're sending out. Let us know what you think about the podcast. We're looking for comments. We're looking for testimonials, and I would love to get one from you. Thanks for being a Momentum Podcast listener, and I appreciate you telling your friends, your family, and every entrepreneur you know about the value that we are delivering here on Momentum. Thank you for helping us grow this podcast to the point where in just a few days, we're going to hit 300,000 downloads.